You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Javi. Sorry, I don't have an... They, they should make a Locked On crossover video because I feel like it's weird to have one of our videos playing. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. But I think I think we're not supposed to play it. I could be wrong, though. I mean, well, too late I did. Now. It was really nice. I did. I, really I played. The tune. the tune is good. I will say that. The tune is really, really good. It got you going. I could tell you were dancing a little bit. It did bit. get me um, going. Yeah. I tell you what's, what's not getting you going is the lack of signings right now in, in Major League Baseball. There are some. But we want the big fish. I'll give you my theory on it. Look, the lockout just ended, and especially for the for the as I mentioned, the big fish, the Freddie Freemans of the world, the Carlos Correas. Um, I think it's pretty reasonable to say like it would look bad if the teams just signed them outright. I think they're they're fine now, but like if you signed them last week, tampering and look, there's definitely tampering happening. Teams have been reaching out to guys, back channeling through agents, whatever. But it would look bad, right? It would look like you had been tampering during the what should have been dead period during mm-hmm. the lockout. And so that's my theory as which why we're not seeing all this movement is, number one, they haven't been talking as much directly. And number two, you can't just be like, we've got him. We signed him. It happened immediately. That's why I was confused. Why everybody was like, let's buckle up. You know, fasten your seatbelts. Here it comes. It's like yeah. they have to talk first. Yeah. And look, my buddy Josh Daybridge from Lockdown Nationals podcast, who my listeners at this point should be very familiar with. I'm glad to yeah. be joining you on this adventure, this recording this on a Sunday. So in yes. fairness, if something kicks off right when people hear this, not our fault. Blame right. MLB. My, I agree with you. And it just stinks because I wish that they had the NBA approach where it's like, yeah, I mean, you can't tamper, but like, we also don't really care. Just don't go on the Tonight Show. And do it. You know what I'm saying? Right, like with right. uh, with um, what's his face, Magic Johnson with Paul yes. George years ago. Like, don't do that. Otherwise, like, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. just just be just be cute with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, like you you have to t- you have to cheat, but it's okay. Just make sure it's Im- okay. part of it's implied. But Magic is just like he's so he's just so one way. You know, like his tweets. Yeah. Like, if you don't if you even follow Magic Johnson on Twitter, he's like the Lakers are bad. It's like thank you, Magic, for your expert analysis. <laughs> Um, LeBron like James that. is going to need to be a big time performer for the yes. Los Angeles Lakers today. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It'd be helpful if Anthony oh, Davis was healthy. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff. He's funny. And that got him in trouble, obviously, like, like you mentioned. But none of the owners slash GMs, besides Steve Cohen, are on, you know, in, I I mean, they're not very public people. You know what I mean? It's just not, it's not yeah. really the nature of, of being a baseball GM or being a, you know, whatever president of the team. So, I, I would say it's like that that part of it they're fine with. I just think they need to give it some time, right? I mean, you just and and look, especially for these the, the guys like the Correas and Freddie Freemans. I mean, you got to get offers and then see what else you know people are offering you, right? I mean, in Freddie Freeman's case, um, he feels like somebody that is you know going to at least give the Atlanta Braves a chance. I think to potentially match or exceed some kind of offer and. As opposed to a guy like Carlos Correa, who's maybe going to, I think, cast a wider net, right? He he seems like he could go many different, excuse me, many different directions. Freddie Freeman feels like, I'm not sure how you feel about this. I think Yankees, I think Braves, 
I, I, I've seen Dodgers mentioned. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Yeah, the Dodgers, yeah. It, it feels like there's a few directions and also the kind of guy he has. Yes, I'm sorry. But it, I'm not <laughs> sure if you feel the same way, but he feels like the kind of guy he is at least going to give the Braves a chance to re-sign him. Yeah, I think he'll definitely give them a chance, right? But I think that they can't abuse that power of the right. fact that he'll give them a chance and you don't want it because I think someone was, was saying in our like group DM, uh, like the Braves made $100 million in profit last year. Like Freddie Freeman isn't going to look at that and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to take less. It's like, no, you should probably sink into, uh, what, three extra million or whatever the heck it might cost for him uh, into that profit margin, I guess. So that's like really – that's the interesting thing about this, right? Is there's these best players available, and this is the only sport where they don't sign quickly. Um, I know that there are a lot of offers, and I know that there's a lot to like kind of get through. But still, bottom line is that it's just kind of weird that we're in this world where, and I'm not blaming reporters necessarily, but it's just not. I mean, I always make fun of the like, you know, the John Heyman tweets like before the lockout ends, where it's like, uh, the Padres, Giants, Mariners, Cubs. Yankees, Red Sox, Orioles, Washington Nationals, and Colorado Rockies are interested in Chris Bryant. It's like, wow, like what? you're telling me they're interested in a good player? Like, what a freaking shock to the system. Uh, that is always so frustrating because then it's like, I don't know what that means. In other sports, right. when I hear a team is like, <sighs> hey, we're interested in Kevin Durant, I'm like, oh, shit. <clears throat> this could be like a legit thing. Like, this actually feels more real especially when you're reporting sources from the team nowadays it's just with baseball you're kind of like all right well cool it's so much of who's willing to spend money you know sorry Mm -hmm. to cut you off but like that's that's the big thing go ahead go ahead finish your point it's just like my team yesterday i was seeing some reports that like them and the red Sox are like leading teams and the giants are like leading teams to sign Seiya suzuki out of japan and i'm like Mm -hmm. that would be cool but also i don't know what this means i don't know if it's more than other sports, I don't know what this means. I don't know if this means, like, you just called him once and that you Darvish took a photo with him and he was like, yeah, I'll think about it. Or if it's like, yo, I'm close. Like, this this is really about to happen. And as we, as a Padres fan, I know what happens when we say a, sort, a deal is close to being done. The last time that happened, it sent me Ken into a Rosenthal. Yeah, sent me into a spiral of depression. So That was, that uh, was rough. On my birthday. Unbelievable. Uh, just I- disgraceful moment. Yeah, that was bad. I, I will. I will say this too. You, you mentioned the uh, the Braves, the revenue. Also, big note. I believe they're owned by the guy who owns or the group that owns Liberty Media, right? They had mentioned Drive to Survive. Um, you know, Formula One is absolutely taking off. Their ratings are yeah. through the roof, and so the revenues from that are going to be there as well. Liberty Media is is rocking and rolling right now. The idea that they don't have the money to re-sign Freddie Freeman is there. And and look, I think all the fans too, like all the Braves fans I've seen, all the people who followed on Twitter, um, they're they're not dumb, right? These are the, the Braves fans yeah. are among some of the most passionate, loyal, and some of the most smart because they just have such a great fan base all across the South. These people know their baseball and they also they they know the Braves can afford him. So mm-hmm. it's one of those deals where, you know, it's actually a, you know very comparable. The national situation, right? Rendon walked. Uh, they re-signed Strasburg, you know, and, uh, you know, we with Soto coming up here, like, they know the Nationals have the capacity. Sure, it might put them in a tough spot, but the Nationals know they have the capacity to sign Juan Soto. The Nationals fans do, at least. It would be unacceptable to the fan base, despite the fact that you just won a World Series, if they did not go out and re-sign him, if that makes sense. So the Braves, in my opinion, are on the same kind of hook, right? I think it would be malpractice 
not to bring him back because he is such a star. He is such a, a big part of the fabric of that team, kind of that mm-hmm. city that, that, you know, I think about the, I mean, Al, you know, Al, uh, Atlanta sports fans clown themselves on Twitter more than anybody else, uh, <laughs> you know, you'll see with the Falcons and the Hawks, um, you know, Thrasher's jokes all the time as well. Th- th- that's, that's a fan base that's very self-aware. And I, I think losing a guy like that would be pretty, uh, it'd be pretty, you know, detrimental, I think, to, to that team. Now, obviously, the fans are still media and whatnot, but look, there's no reason not to bring him back. And, and I think all of us across baseball, um, well, the Braves are an awesome team who have won a bunch. We don't view them like the Dodgers or the Yankees, right? Uh, I, I think, you know, even though I, I covered a team that's in the same division, I don't want to see Freddie Freeman leave that division. Uh, I, I don't want to see him go somewhere else. Like it's, I, I've mentioned this a lot. Same way I don't want Juan Soto to go somewhere else. I think it's very important that stars stay in certain markets so we don't have, you know, uh, Correa and Freddie Freeman are wearing the pinstripes. Like, I don't need mm-hmm. that. I don't think any of us need that as a sport as a whole. Yeah, and two things. One, absolutely F1 is taking off 100%. F1's taking off so much that the ringer cut its Major League Baseball podcast feed and instead then, then that's the, an F1 podcast. And so number two, I think the only way the Freddie not signing back with Atlanta thing is more digestible is if they somehow have another star first baseman like your Matt Olson, who's been widely reported to be available. That's the only way where you can look at the Braves and be right. like, okay, you didn't just say, I don't want to spend money. You were like, <laughs> we don't want to spend money, but also at least we're like, okay, but we're going to like still want to compete and whatnot. Right. Um, I don't know if that's the case because I don't know if the Braves have the same prospect capital necessarily as some other teams like the Yankees that have been rumored uh, for Matt Olson. But that's the only way. I don't know if I see that. But yeah, if they if they let Freddie Freeman walk, it's a great example about just kind of what's wrong with baseball. You know, what I mean, it's a good summation of yeah. like, all right, so you won the World Series, and also the part that you also uh, didn't mention that's a really good um, thing to bring up too is that like there are other superstars, Ozzy Albies, and especially Ronald Acuna. You got them on unbelievable steals, like, basically yeah, for deals. So it's not like. The Yankees, where I know that the Yankees have money infinite, but the Yankees still have to worry about Aaron Judge and like whether or not to extend him. You have some other teams that have to worry about extending guys. They at least have that as almost a fallback excuse to be like, well, we want to give the money to this guy. The Braves don't have that. What are you going to do? You're going to pay. Uh, I, I almost said the, the guy who's been in trouble with the law, but like you can't really, uh, you know, get by with any of that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Quick word from our sponsors here. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online and Bet Online. Net. You guys can go to Bet Online today. Selection Sunday is today, so you guys will see, see the field of 68 for both the men's and the women's tournaments here pretty soon. Uh, and you guys can bet on all the action at Bet Online and BetOnline.net. They don't just have basketball, though. They've got baseball odds. They've got UFC. They've got soccer, F1, NASCAR, Vegas casino games. And more, so you guys go to bet online and betonline.net today. Check it out. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, Javi. So I actually want to mention this next thing. We, we got a lot of um a lot of announcer trading, horse trading in the announcer game right now. <laughs> I think yeah. and, and it's it's really interesting. And also it's gonna affect baseball coverage, right? Um mm-hmm. Joe Buck is heading to ESPN and what is ostensibly mm-hmm. a trade. Um it's yeah. hard to feel like the that Fox did not get fleeced here in this situation. Um, so, Joe, it sounds like, according to Andrew Mar- Marsham from the New York Post, that he, that Joe Buck is heading to ESPN 
to partner up with Troy Aikman. The reason why mm -hmm. it has to be a trade is that Troy Aikman's contract was up, so he's going to go to ESPN. Joe Buck is getting essentially traded to ESPN because his contract was not matching Troy's. And in return, ESPN gets the pick – oh, excuse me, Fox gets the pick of a Big Ten game early in the season – if you non-college football heads, I actually yeah. – I, I think it might be Notre Dame against Ohio State Sunday night, first week of the season. If you're a college football fan, you know that first, that first game is Sunday night. is usually on ESPN or ABC. I, I would be uh, pretty I – I would be surprised if that's not the game and they took a worse game because, you know, Joe Buck's awesome. I, I, I'm not sure you feel about Joe Buck and Trey Aikman. I'm not sure you feel about Joe Buck and John Smoltz. I'm not a Smoltz guy. Uh, for my mm -hmm. money, I think people like, just hate on Joe Buck because it's like the popular thing yeah. to do. I, I think he's really good. I think he's the best in the business. He's professional. He rarely messes up. He can. He he clearly loves football. And uh, you know, if you don't know this, you're an idiot. Baseball is his passion, right? His dad, mm -hmm. obviously Jack Buck, very very famous, and so baseball is in his DNA. Um, I, I'm curious to what you think. Now, I've not seen any news about him doing any ESPN baseball stuff because they did announce that the new booth for Sunday night baseball is Carl Ravitch. Uh, I believe Eduardo Perez. And I think I'm missing one other person, but I would love to see him do some baseball there. Your thoughts on this move. And what do you think, what direction you think Fox should go for their new head play-by-play -play guy for baseball? Well, I will say one thing, first of all, with the, the Joe Buck thing, just to attest, I, I agree. Um, I've never, I'm going to go, as, I'm, I'm going to go super extreme with it. That's right. I'm ready for it. I just rarely get mad or excited about announcers in general. I find Ooh. that people are so overly, because here's the thing. I'm always just talking. I don't know how to shut up. That's one of my big problems in life, right? Yeah. So I'm always too. just talking to my friends. And then everyone's like, yeah, but they're not teaching me anything. It's like, okay, go listen to podcasts. Go listen to Locked On. You know what right. I'm saying? Go read. You can read articles, justbaseball.com, great website, like on whatever sport. that If you really want to learn, learn, which you claim, right. because I don't think fans actually do want to, right? I think that they're just kind of like complaining about stuff. Then that's yes. what you do. I am so far that like I loved Booger McFarland for ESPN. Yeah. When he was doing Monday night because the memes and just I remember when there was one time like the other guy at the booth was talking and like, you know, and you have to set up your four, three defense and hopefully set up for this next play or whatever. And then and then Booker just interjects. He goes to make a play. And that's all he says. <laughs> and my friends and I laugh for I'm not kidding like a half hour. We're like, yes, Booger. We're like, that's right. And I don't know why it just killed me. So I love Booker McFarlane. And maybe, yeah, but you don't have it, right? Because you've got Don Orsillo and Mud. You've got Mark Grant as yeah. well. You've got the best duo, possibly now officially, especially with this move, like in the baseball realm. That is true. But nonetheless, I still just kind of get so amped about it. And also, I got to send you this video of when Troy Aikman, I swear, just had like a stroke on like on air. I don't know. Let me see if I can play it through the thing right now. Hold on, ready? It's like, he's like, I don't know if you can hear that. I'm going to send that. That's a terrible, that's terrible for the listeners right now, but I'm going to send you that. Also afterwards. just throwing Troy Aikman under the bus. That was, uh, yeah, yeah. that's really kind but of like, you also. It's funny because I have another question for you. Yeah. I don't know what, was Aikman just better this year? What happened? Did he know that because his contract is up, he's like, I'm going to take him shots because Jimmy 
Garoppolo that game, he just came basically. He was just like, yeah, he was he was terrible for any play. It's very interesting this world we're living in of like big time profile announcers being more of a right. Thing. Well, I'm not sure if you saw the contracts. I mean, the contracts for these guys are gigantic. I think mm-hmm. uh, let me see if I can find the uh, the Troy Aikman contract because it was like it was like sixty million dollars, um, and that's that's the thing is, but but Joe Buck is in my opinion worth that. Now, you know, ESPN is going to have to use him in more than I, I saw. He's going to be involved in some ESPN Plus projects. It's going to be great to have his voice on these things. I know they're trying to populate their platform. I know they're trying to build that, and and that's the future, right? ESPN, more, they're going to shift more and more things to the plus. Um, now, look, I love ESPN Plus as it is right now. As somebody who's a huge college basketball fan and gambler and also um, you know, somebody who loves the UFC, it's a really mm-hmm. great resource for me. I love it. It's awesome. They're going to try you – know, but I, I don't watch like Stephen A's world, right? Um, I, I don't <laughs> watch stuff like, you know, Peyton and Eli, you know – Dicking around on a Tuesday on ESPN Plus. Like, I don't watch that stuff. It's not for me. But, you know, if you gave me some Joe Buck, you know, baseball pieces where he's talking about some interesting series or games, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I might be all in on that. I mean, I think, you know, I think four days in October would have been better off if if Joe Buck was in that and, and involved in that, mm-hmm. right? It's already a great mm-hmm. Hello. What is going on? I can I can't hear Josh. I don't know what's going on. This is weird. <laughs> I'm freaking out, folks. <laughs> this has never happened before. I, I I can't hear him. He's telling me to stop now. Let's see. Maybe 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 it's me. Maybe it's on my end. No, it's not on my end. It's me. Oh, hey. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there he's back. I'm back. You got me? Yeah, you got me. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's back. You got me. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll just pick up right where I left off. That wasn't better <laughs> off with, with Joe Buck in it. So I love that stuff, but he should be calling games, right? I love Carl Ravage. I I don't think they should take away the Sunday Night Baseball booth from him. I want to see that because um, I think he is excellent and nobody knows baseball as well. Also, love the stat cast ones that they've got with um, – that was Jason Benetti, Eduardo Perez, and then – Forget the third person last year, but that was always really good. I actually preferred that broadcast of Vascursion. On the Fox side, um, I'm a huge Kevin Burkhart guy. Look, I know we love Joe Davis, and Joe Davis is the natural fit to take that number one spot. Um, that'll be the transition, to I think, that happens. I, I want to see Kevin Burkhart doing more, though. I think he's really good for everything he does. I think he's very good for baseball as well. But Joe Davis, I think there might come a moment here where he's going to have to stop doing Dodgers games because he's now the primary guy for college football or the second guy for college football. He is now going to be their primary guy for baseball. He is doing a lot. He does college basketball for them as well. He's a second guy to Gus Johnson. So they're asking him to do a lot on the Fox side. He's a huge baseball fan. I think he'd love to keep the Dodgers thing, but we saw it with you know Joe Buck did not, did not do – I think he actually does – he might do NFL. I'm not sure if he's doing NFL at this point in time. But we saw Joe Buck couldn't do that day-to-day stuff because he's so busy with that job. So I think Joe Davis and Kevin Burkhardt, the two guys I want to see over. I know it's not it's not passe to be supportive of a Dodgers broadcaster here, Avi, but I got to <laughs> say I, I do love Joe Davis. 
no no shots to joe davis nothing nothing but good vibes from him uh yes he's not like some of the other like dodger nation websites that are like right yeah actually mike clevenger sucks and actually <laughs> worst rotation in baseball and like just non-stop trolling bullshit where i'm just like all right guys like can we give this a rest like congratulations on finally winning a world series and a short and truncated season um yes yeah i agree with everything you said like i don't know what else to add i think that um it's going to be interesting just to see where we head in, in a lot of baseball media respects. I mean, with the Peacock deal, we even talk about that with the deal at Peacock. Apple TV Plus. Deal at Apple TV Plus, which final note on that before we move on. Yeah. I just want to say in terms of just getting extra baseball. Yes, I know it's not going on Netflix or whatever the heck. Right. But it's at least a deal and shows things. <sighs> the fact that I can find baseball fans complaining about this is exactly why I hate baseball culture. You fake frauds out there who are like yeah i want baseball to be more exciting i want us to get better yet you hate every single solitary thing even the tv deals you hate you are the baseball fans are so deranged that they don't well, like well, an can extra I counterpoint though can I counter- that, that, the one thing i don't like though ahead. is the one thing i don't like is the blackout for apple tv plus right the, the whole point i think one thing we asked for is just baseball to be visible mm-hmm. to all I love the deal. It's more revenue. It's more money for everybody. It's right, more right. money. That, that's good. That's positive. It's 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 right, and it's right, also right. going 20, 21st mm-hmm. century. Yes, but at the same time, don't black out the games, local markets. Now I know you want those people to watch and subscribe, or whatever, to Apple TV Plus, but do mm-hmm. not black it out in local markets. Not a fan of that. But go ahead and continue. I will say at least there's a there's an avenue to make it possible uh, yes. for more people that at least watch games because yes, it's true. just so frustrating for a lot of people. But that is a good point. And then I was just going to say on the extra innings rule, a rule that I don't necessarily like in a vacuum. I don't, I think it's a little bit weird. My bottom line was like, okay, maybe 15 games you're going to watch. There's 162. So who cares? Like, God forbid it's even weird in a bad, like different in a bad way or quote unquote yeah. bad way. It's just different. Yeah. God forbid we miss, mix it I'm up. And, and everyone's cheering that we got the regular extra innings rules back. It's just, I, I just – I hate baseball fans. I think that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, the, 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 the thing is – so I, I – look, I, I miss – I love the extra innings rule. Um, it it really did. Cool. It really did make sure the games different. ended, right? It was cool. It was different. Yeah. The games were not going super long. It was – and that's part of this to me is that you know the big conversation right now is about how they're changing the sport and changing baseball. Um, let's take one more quick break. Let's actually hit on some of that stuff uh, right here. But today's show is brought to you by our friends – at Built Bar, go to Built.com today. It's Built.com. Promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at Built.com today. Plenty of new flavors available. They always have new ones oh, yeah. coming out as well. They're covered in chocolate. Mm. Most Built Bars mm. have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 mm. net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Mm. Flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. So go to Built.com today. It's Built.com. Promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at Built.com today. So, yeah, we saw some of these new rule changes, Javi. Um, You know, your thoughts on – look, I like pitch clock. I'm fine with that. Um, I I think eventually it gets internalized. Uh, I cover a lot of college baseball, and I've mentioned this a bunch. These guys do eventually internalize the pitch clock. Like it, it's there. Nobody's nobody's doing this number on the mound, being like, "Well, we got six mm-hmm. seconds." Like nobody's doing that. It's not a. It's not how it works. Eventually, internalize it. And umpires also, they're they're baseball heads too. They're sometimes res- resistant to change, 
So they're going to, in my opinion, I think we're going to see them be pretty lax in enforcing mm. it. There'll be a lot of warnings. going to be a lot of, hey, you know, we got to, you know, pick yeah. up pace just a little bit here. I, I will say my one concern, get your thoughts on this, playoffs. I think there's some of the playoffs of like the pitcher holding for a long time, the drama building. I, I don't yeah. want to lose that at all. Now, the games are too slow in the playoffs as it is. Yes, I understand that. But like, you know, the, the playoffs, maybe you bounce the clock like five extra seconds because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to force yeah. any action. I want to force any action when it when it matters most. I, I I'm okay with playoff changes like not being as frequent or at all, just because you're watching the playoffs. Like these are the official, right. like these are the ultimate games. I'm never like, oh, this is taking too long. I'm one of those people who's like, oh, the drama's building, right? It's yes. very rare that during the regular season, with exception of like some big rivalry games, where you're like, oh my god, this is the one. Instead, I'm like, all right, cool, we're playing Colorado for the second time of the year. Like, I don't really like, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not gonna like freak out and whatnot. So I wouldn't mind that. And just be, I compare baseball fans. Uh, I'm not done with this yet. They oh, remind me a lot. <laughs> they remind me. A, no, you didn't cut me off. It's fine. They remind me a lot of the nerds, Josh. I'm the talking nerds. pop culture nerds. I'm caught. I'm talking Star Wars. I'm talking The Last of Us. I'm talking all these people. They make their theories. Right. And their predictions. And this is how we want it to go. And this is how we want the big changes to be. And here are the twists. And then you get mad because they're not the twists you want. They're not the perfect thing you want. I guarantee you there are people out there that were pissed when they did that new home run derby rule, where instead of just 20, 25 straight balls or whatever, and, and you just swing whenever you want that it became two minutes. I guarantee you, there are people writing think pieces about how this ruins the, the home run derby. It's about the steady climb and choosing the pitch. And then I watched the new version. I was like, this is fantastic. Right, like, I don't feel right. like this is going to go on for seven hours. Right. right. I guarantee you there are people complaining. And now there's nobody complaining. That's what always happens. There has never been some new rule in a sport where everyone almost universally is like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yes. Everyone's always complaining. Change. Love Baseball's change. one no. sport, man. Now, don't get me wrong. Now onto the specifics with the like greater playoff pool. Is that for this year though? The twelve teams. I, I think so. twelve teams I think is this year. I think pitch right? clock and the like play everybody once is twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. Wait, hold on. Wait, we're, we're in twenty twenty two. See, I think yeah. it's expanded playoffs. <laughs> I believe yeah. that the pitch clock is going to be twenty twenty three. I think the now. What about banning the shift? How, where are you on this? I've talked about, I've, I've talked about this sh- a lot. The shift, believe it or not, I've been kind of indifferent on because on one hand, I <laughs> the shift I've yeah. kind of been different on. Like, yeah. On yeah. the one hand, I think you need more action, right? Screw it. Everybody, F off. I'm so sick of everybody. Oh, why aren't you just butt? It's like, all right, I feel like if they figured I don't know. It just seems like too easy of a solution. I feel like it's got to be harder than that. <laughs> but this, at the other hand. Ah, like, is, it though? is it harder than that? No, I know. I know. Sometimes I'm wondering, like, are we sure? <laughs> like, are we sure that this is I good? Think it's just but. Than that. Then on the other hand, I look at it as like there was a, a period where I, I was rooting for the Clippers, as you probably were, because our beloved yes. Chris Paul was playing yes. for them. And there was a fellow by the name of DeAndre Jordan who shot around 30 percent from the free throw line. Yeah. And instead of people being like DeAndre Jordan has to get better, they were like, maybe they should change the foul rules. And I'm like, <laughs> if he was just shooting 60 percent, which, is, which, is, which is, isn't good, by the way, then they wouldn't be doing that. So it feels like you're kind of making rules that are an excuse for players that admittedly just are – that's a flaw in their game. A flaw in their Joey Gallo. Uh, 
was Prince Fielder affected by this? I feel like he was. Once I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many guys now. You could just mention that. You know, any like, any any left-handed first baseman. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there is is, is subject to exactly. It's like, well, in fairness, that's a flaw in their game, and you're giving a boost, a benefit to people who know how to hit the opposite sides of the field. I don't like it. Now, the butt part, yes, I think I am wondering whether or not you could just do that. But when people are like, just learn how to hit it across the field, it's like, all right, that's actually a lot harder to do than go like this, guys. Like, come on. Right. Um, so I, I'm honestly kind of mixed. If you want to get rid of it and your thing is, I want more action, I get that. But I actually think that there's a decent – thing to be said where you see someone smoke a ball but because there's seven outfielders in right yes field, that, you're that's like, fair oh, you know so well I, so my on both sides my opinion on this is, is with the oh my god my dog wants to wants to just go right now bowie hey come on now right now seriously <laughs> do this unbelievable what a train wreck today for me i just i, I held my dog this weekend um my thing my thing is is this is that the the shift inherently i'm not sure if this is true speeds up the game just in the sense of look it's playing off players tendencies right yeah they know you're gonna hit the ball the right side more they put more guys there there's a better chance they get you out more often right so the speed of the game it helps also javi i'm wondering it is is this action the shift is taking away is it action that would inherently make baseball a better entertainment product right because great point right so like so like the DH replacing the pitcher Nelson Cruz over um, Nelson Cruz hitting over a pitcher a Patrick Corbin good lord mm-hmm. Bowie is gonna make the game more exciting right because mm-hmm. Nelson Cruz hits tanks he hits mm-hmm. bombs bombs are fun we love that and <laughs> that is a change that makes the game more exciting mm-hmm. The shift does taking that away does not you know double up the gap or you know it gets through <laughs> between the shortstop and the second baseman. Wow, like nobody's like, oh, yeah, let's see how gap we had. You see that? You see that slow roller up the middle? No, no, it's nobody's like, you know, because there's a guy not behind second base. He's going crazy now. He loves my point. Just because there's a guy not behind second base, you know, it doesn't make the game more exciting. So I'm gonna let you react to that. And I'm gonna close my doors so the dogs will keep barking. Yeah, I think that. In a lot of ways, because I also want to add another point to this. And another point to this is some people are saying, well, you want to make the game shorter? Well, generate more outs quickly, right? And this is very funny just talking to myself right now. But, you know, you you generate more outs. And as a result, if more if the games last longer, like, is that always such a good thing? I remember when people were complaining about the no hitters, that that influx of no hitters that that vanished afterwards, where it's like, well, in fairness, the game did go quicker. So I actually wonder if from that perspective. Is it better to have the shift and whatnot? Again, I, I'm really mixed on this. I don't know because, like you said, it's not necessarily like something people are like ranting and cheering for, right? Were, com- were people complaining about the three batter minimum? I forget about that. I feel they, Josh, like I said earlier, they were probably complaining because, about any because rule the change. thing about that is, and so they still have this in college baseball too, where, where there's no three batter minimum. There, actually, I'm not sure if it's necessarily true, but I, I've still called games this year where they're you know, bring a guy in to face one person. Now, now you can do that in ba- in Major League Baseball, obviously, for the end of an inning or whatever. But, like, I remember watching the Gabe Kapler Phillies days, and you're like, oh, my God, I am going to be here all day watching. Oh, mm-hmm. we got, you know, let's go to the pen again. We've used four mm-hmm. pitchers and five batters. Like, that stuff, I- I'm glad it ended. So, look, and, and as long as you're open to workshopping some of this stuff, that's what matters, right? Maybe you do something and it doesn't work, and you just peel it back. Like exactly. like the like the challenge right we within mm-hmm. for pass interference in the NFL. 
we saw, I forgot who it was. Was it the Saints player? Saints player just gets absolutely assaulted oh, yeah. in That's front of a referee. Yeah. And you're like, well, that just cost him probably a, a trip the to the Bowl. NFC Championship. Or the Super Bowl, right? And then the challenges on pass interference, and we're like, this is taking too long. Nothing positive is actually coming from this. Uh, they're mm-hmm. not getting these overturned. And so I think as, 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 a, as a, a byproduct, they've gotten rid of that, right? They, they've said, okay, mm-hmm. we're not going to do that anymore. Um, so, you know, all this stuff is take and give, right? All, all this stuff is you have to be – now, the only problem is I, I don't know how their, their ability to make rule changes within a CBA, right? What is their, what is their ability to do that? That's a big yeah. question. But as long as you're willing to say, hey, this did not work, I'm fine with it. I actually am upset that we're getting rid of seven-inning doubleheaders. Me too. Um, I, I'm well, upset why do you guys want longer games? Who cares? Yeah, it's it's actually need, kind of different and fun. I, we I just, don't need 18 innings in a day. We, we, you know, we need, we need, we um, need, we need, especially now, like with, they're going to cram the spring training in and whatnot. And they're going to get games going. Yeah. And, you know, at some point somebody's have to play these nine-inning doubleheaders and it's like, you know, you're just, you're concerned about it. I love the seven-inning doubleheaders and also just to let them, you bring up extra guys. It's good, it's good stuff, right? Mm. So I, I like the seven-inning doubleheaders. I like going to the seven-inning doubleheaders. I hated that the fact that they were split. That's garbage. If you're going to go set two seven-inning doubleheaders, they need to be the same. They, they should not, and oh. no, none of this, none of this, you know, non-single admission doubleheaders, they should be single admission. I get it. More mm. tickets, whatever prices, whatever. You, you, know, you want to sell it, get your money. That's fine. But um, yeah, it's just there's such a mix of stuff. And look, I'm glad you and I can now have a conversation about what we like, what we don't yeah. like, as opposed to we're fifty million dollars in the salary cap. Why the hell are we talking about rules? Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're in a space to talk about the rules. But look, I- I'm I'm not as resistant as some others. Sure, the shift's going away, but I just want to see how it plays out first. Just people are talking to themselves. It's just like baseball fans don't care about like, yeah, but do other pe- people want to watch two nine inning games? I'm gonna do that in twenty twenty one. Or 2022, sorry, where I don't know, maybe you could go watch the new season of Upload and you could watch, you know, Atlanta that's coming out instead of watching two baseball games in a 162 game season. That's always been my thing. I don't care about how long the games are, it's the season length. And how do you make the season length feel a little bit shorter? Make it that some games can at least feel a little bit different than one another. Hey, with the, the shift thing, maybe you say you can only do it three times a game. Maybe or maybe you add a little bit of strategy to it. I don't know. Like at least it's a something, right? And then the last thing I, I, I think before we we kind of shut it that I wanted to get your thoughts yeah. on is the 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 expanded postseason with twelve mm-hmm. teams. How do you feel about that? Yeah, so I'm I'm cool with it. Um, mm-hmm. I, my the counter argument would be here is that you're playing so many regular season games, <laughs> yeah. so it should be more selective, right? We shouldn't mm-hmm. be letting more teams in if we're going to have such a long season to determine, you know, who are the best teams, right? A season of this length should be more selective. Same thing can be said in the NBA, right? If we're going to play 82 games and we're going to have 16 teams in the playoffs, like the first couple rounds can be blow-off rounds. Now, the, the money is there. That's why they do these things, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. potential to have four seven-game series, which brings in a lot of ticket revenue. But I, I, I will say this, um, you know, and if you make the MLB playoffs, you can win it, right? It's just that's we mm-hmm. know this is true now. If you in the wild card game, we know you can win it, right? The Braves were the worst um, division winner in the National League last year, and they barnstormed their way to the playoffs. So you know the, the number of teams that can win it on a given year, um, in my opinion, now increases, right? That I think that's just mm-hmm. pretty pretty logical. But I'm cool with it. You know, I, I'm I, I would 
my trade-off would be shortening the season. I would say, all right, if we're going to expand the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. just go to 150, 100%. right? We don't need to keep adding more games. I yeah. would just, I, I think the season, in my opinion, should be 150 as it is right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, once again, losing 12 games, whatever, I understand it. But, look, there's no reason for us to play 162, right? There are yeah. some teams that are dead in the water. Sure. It's like, well, we can just, you know, we can, you know, F around for a month or two. It doesn't really matter. If we just turn it on at the right time, we're fine and good to go, right? Nationals mm-hmm. being a great case, 19 and 31. And the thing about, like, the 1931 Nationals World Series year, we're not, like, in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, there were tight times, but they were in pretty good shape, you know, as they head into August. So they had plenty of time to turn around as it was. The extra 12 games are of no consequence to me. So I, I would say that. But how? what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on it, the expanded playoffs? I think that there is a, 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 a world in which this works and which it doesn't work. Yes, did I just pull another middle grad thing? Yes, I know, but hear me out. On the one hand, we need stars in the playoffs, man. You need people to be like, guess what? You know that Vlad Jr. that maybe you're not a big baseball fan, but you've heard of him in the corner of your thing? This is why he's awesome. He's going to get a shot at the postseason. Fernando Tatis Jr. I know that the Nationals wouldn't even have made it probably in a 12-team thing, but Juan Soto, right? So that's positive, and you get more people interested in like, oh, crap, we made the playoffs. Hey, we can make it. There's a little bit more for me to care about instead of feeling like, yeah, my team is in rebuild or great. Like, there's only two modes. The negative is... I'm not totally sure that in a world where the Baltimore Orioles are spending about as much money on their entire team as the Padres are spending on one player or the Dodgers, that this is going to suddenly make teams want to spend more based on what we have seen already. That teams are like, nope, 25 million is good with us. And instead, you might encourage them to be like, well, that we might actually still make it if we don't spend up spend too much money. So does it does it potentially create an issue where teams are going to have even more of a reason not to spend investing their team as we saw in the 2020 season where a team below 500 could make it to the postseason? It's a possibility. I don't know if that's like a guarantee. Again, I was just saying we need change in some way, but I do fear that your Cleveland Guardians situation, your Tampa Bay Rays, this is a sport where not just the bad teams don't spend, but the good teams don't. The Tampa Bay Rays are like, we've been great. Oh, we're the greatest organization. You have all these people slurping and how good they are. It's like, talk to me when you win a title. Please, please just talk to me when you win a title. Yeah, that's fair. Then we can talk. very fair. Will it encourage those teams to do that? I mean, this is a sport where the best teams don't sign the better guys. You know what I mean? Imagine if like in basketball where a team had like all this cap space and they were like on the precipice of a title and they're like, you know what? Actually, we're trading Chris Paul. <laughs> it's like what? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like what the hell are we doing? Yeah, that's what keeps happening. In baseball. So uh, again, I'm excited for my team because this is helpful for like us making the playoffs. But I do fear what happens if teams are shown that actually maybe we don't have to try for this. Universal DH though, I think everybody yeah. universally is like, yeah. Oh, well, no, there's still people like I'm a, I'm a baseball hat. It's whatever. All right, Javi, I got to stop this dog from terrorizing my neighbors. Uh, <laughs> where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Uh, at Javi Pedo on Twitter, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. I am pointing to it right now. If you see me pointing to it, that means you're watching the YouTube. Locked on Padres on YouTube. Obviously, Locked on Nationals on YouTube, too. Got to support the homie. And at LO underscore Padres on Twitter for all Padres tweets. Uh, very good stuff. And, um, yeah, podcast going to be talking about Trent Grisham, any of the free agent signings that come in. Hopefully, by the time you guys hear this, say Suzuki's a Padre somehow or whatever. Uh, lots of good times indeed. And I tend to write about pop culture stuff. So if you want to follow me on there as well, 
Uh, you, can follow me at jo- you can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can find the show wherever you guys get your podcast and on YouTube. Let me stop this dog from terrorizing my neighbors. Javi, it was a pleasure. As always, sir.